Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And we got some great guests today that we actually, you know, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a reminder of COVID times because we're doing remote this time. <laughs> Don't remind me of COVID. I know, I know. We had those uh, technology str- struggles doing remote and you know, we had a little bit again today. Yeah. But Manny, why don't you introduce our guests? Alrighty. So we have two guests. And one is Abra. Say hello, Abra. Hi. And the other one is Brandon. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so ju- I would say go ahead and like introduce you guys. Just give like a quick introduction. Oh, okay. Um, my name is Abra and I'm a cosplayer slash, I guess, streamer now. Um, if you're interested in seeing any of my cosplays and maybe tuning into one of my streams, uh, my username on Instagram is Abra, like Abracadabra, Abradorable. Um, and same for Twitch, Abradorable. Nice. And actually, Abra is going to be our first ever guest for cosplay. Yeah, Ooh. actually, yeah. That's exciting. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> and then, Brandon, go ahead and give us your introduction. Uh, my name is Brandon. Uh, I like drifting. Sorry, I'm saying oh my God, a lot. It's, I, know that, I know it's a bad habit. <laughs> uh, I have two, two 40SXs. I like drifting. I like doing everything but working on the cars because they're always broken. Uh, I also like Itasha. I have Itasha on one of them. Um, that's pretty much it. So I work two, on my car a lot. And two I work two a lot. 40SXs, you don't like money. <laughs> i really do not i like spending i think brandon left something out though and that would be that he's a fan of guilty gear no guilty crown oh yeah guilty crown hell un- underrated <laughs> yes uh everyone likes to uh talk crap about the second season but i honestly think it was really good yeah with the last one of the, or not the last time but one of the times that me and brandon hacked out we had like a full-on conversation about Guilty Crown. Okay, it's one of those. Yeah, and then I just I just decided to post stories on IG of like scenes. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Awesome. One of the best, if not the best soundtracks in any anime. It really oh, crap, is. What a soundtrack. And Brandon, if anybody wants to find you, where can they find you at? Uh, Instagram at class underscore weeb. No shame. All right. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, with that, Manny, why don't we roll into this? All righty. So as we all know, Abra is our first cosplay guest. So I just want to know or let the listener know what got you you introduced into cosplay? Um, Wow. So my, I guess my career in cosplay started very young. Um, My mom, when I was about Oh, when I was a very young kid, my mom was dating a guy who owned a comic book store. So growing up, I was always going to comic book conventions and um, just being being with my mom and her boyfriend at the time. We were always in and out of comic book conventions and I just saw people dressing up and I thought it was so cool. So when I was 11 years old, I got really into Tenchi Moyo and Tenchi probably... Moyo, hey. <laughs> 
probably shouldn't have been for 11 year old but that was what <laughs> I was into and I really wanted to cosplay Ryoko so for Halloween my mom dressed me up as Ryoko and then I went to Megacon uh that year as Ryoko uh and then I guess I got heavily heavily into it when I was about 17 and in high school uh this is going to show my age but it was in 2008 so I have been cosplaying since 2008. Okay since you said that the introduction was like more for like conventions and stuff because of the comic book shop what was actually your first comic uh, like convention? Um, the, well, I mean, I can't really remember all of them, but I can, because I was so small and mm. my mom would usually use me to be like, Hey, my kid loves your books. Would you sign one for her? And it was like, no, that was totally for my mom. Um, but my first one that I could remember was Megacon, which I think was in the year 2000 or 2001. And so did you start with like a uh, comic conventions or was these also like anime conventions? They were mostly comic book conventions. Megacon had a little bit of anime roped in, but they were mostly comic book conventions. My love for anime started with Pokemon, obviously, and then yep. Digimon, Cardcaptor Sakura, and then I got into Tenchi Moyo. I don't know where the send-off from Cardcaptor Sakura to Tenchi Moyo yeah, that, happened, but it did. That's zero <laughs> to a hundred. Like, yeah. I know. <laughs> but it also sparked my love for harem anime, so I can't be mad about it. <laughs> Got it, got it. Looks like oh. Leo got some competition. Right. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? What got you into the into this weeb scene that you have embraced so wholly? Uh so way back in middle school, I had a friend named JC and I had watched a couple of anime as a as a kid, just basic stuff like some Dragon Ball Z and whatever was on uh Toonami, Toonami. at the time. And one day he said, oh, you should come over and watch this show. It's really good. And I went over and the show that he was recommending was Elfin Lied. And I think it had only been out for a few years or something like that. (laughs) And uh, it was crazy, especially as a a middle schooler, seeing anime booba without it being sexual. And and if anyone knows the intro scene for Elfin Lied, it's crazy um it's essentially a girl who's naked walking down a hallway and people around her just exploding uh there's blood everywhere and stuff like that so that kind of changed my whole uh mentality behind what cartoons could be Uh, and since then it's been a downward spiral yeah because it's in all reality at least for me too when i was a kid cartoons was two things it was either you know pokemon sonic or the Simpsons. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's all I knew. And then kind of the same with you. Mine was, you know, into that tsunami adult swim era. And it was like Cowboy Bebop and Yuyasha. I do remember watching Elfin Elfin lied pretty young too. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was, it was great. Yeah, I think Brandon just like melted my heart saying Elfin lied. <laughs> Another <laughs> show with a great soundtrack. It, oh yes. Yeah, I would say like Elfin Light is my all-time favorite anime. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. And uh, for context, I don't even think we we mentioned this in the beginning, but you guys actually are like the weeb couple goals. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could say that. 
I just realized we didn't really mention anything of that because it's kind of like, well, why'd they bring on a random cosplayer, some random drifter? Like, <laughs> it, it, it's for publicity. They don't want to show that they're in a relationship or they might get canceled. <laughs> yeah, we oh, yes. actually met on Instagram. Yeah. Really? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing to weebs to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you pull her with the weeb name? Uh, actually, I pulled her because I made anime stickers. Oh. I made Abyssal sticker. And by being different, it got her attention. Wow. I'm going to start making <laughs> stickers then. <laughs> yeah, I really, really love Kantai collection, like a lot. And I was going through a hardcore Kantai collection cosplay phase. I had just gotten done with um, Tokitsukaze and before that was Yudachi and I was doing full rigging with with like the armor and the backpacks and all the missiles so I was just like going through hashtags for Kantai collection and his cart showed up and I saw his stickers and I was like hey can I buy one of those and he was like lol no I don't have any in stock (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like me (laughs) that's interesting that's super interesting actually all right and then just you know the memes they brought us together he followed me and then i followed back and then it was just like us posting memes for three years so (laughs) depression memes and emo music yeah (laughs) that was it the memes (laughs) all right so there's hope for them out there yet just keep (laughs) memeing. just keep memeing (laughs) yeah just don't be weird yeah, I guess, I guess that's Hey, that's really hard story. for some of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, actually, now that you mentioned about the uh, the Kanko collection um, cosplay, Manny, when we were talking about having you guys on, Manny was talking about it, and, <clears throat> excuse me, he actually mentioned that you were actually one of the ones we chose for the uh, Halloween costume oh, yeah. contest at oh, the yeah, last Tenoshi Nights. Nights. Yeah, that was me, but I yeah. was uh, I was gun girl, but close enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> we were talking about it, and he said mentioned the cosplay. That's how he's like, oh, wait, no, you met her. She was the one that won the competition that day. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just with my poncho that night. <laughs> yeah, but it was a rocking poncho. Thank you, thank you. I just got another one. I wasn't even going to enter, and then all of Brandon's friends uh, called me a wuss and told me that I wasn't <laughs> that I wouldn't do it. And then I was like, "Well, I'll show you." So I I, I entered, but I wasn't Your planning pressure. on it. <laughs> I mean, it's how you get things done sometimes. That's true. Very, very true. Very true. Alrighty, um, with your career in like cosplay what what have been like your biggest achievements so far um well I guess like my ultimate achievement was ironically I've gotten many jobs out of it um I secured a job with Walt Disney World styling wigs for their princesses and their characters and that was all because I had a really cool cosplay portfolio and I had a cosmetology license and then from there I moved into scenic because I had really cool props. So I went into the scenic department at Walt Disney World and showed them my props that I'd made for cosplay. And they were really impressed. So they took me on and I helped with, um, I helped build Avatar Land. And then from there, I got a job with Universal Studios and I was working on um, 
Volcano Bay water park and I've done, you know, a couple of things from for them. And that was honestly all because of my cosplay portfolio that I got those jobs. But aside from that, if you're talking just cosplay achievements, I have won multiple best in show. Well, no, <laughs> I've won multiple awards like best prop in show, um, best construction. And then most recently, I won best in show in 2019 for my Azure Lane cosplay. And I had uh, rigging and missiles and wig work and sewing. So, um, and then from there, I got invited to be a cosplay guest and a judge uh, the next year. So I'd say my cosplay career, I'm proud of it. I'm really proud of myself and how far I've come just by doing cosplay. It's a literal career. That's awesome. No, yeah. it is. <laughs> Especially with like how like cosplay has just evolved over the years. It just got bigger and bigger in the community for anime and everything. It's just, especially with just conventions alone. Yeah. It's insane how it's blown up. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, extremely. <laughs> Especially when you were the weird kid in high school and now it's like, wow, I would be so cool if I was in high school right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd all would be. Yeah, right? Times have changed. As long as we still don't do Naruto runs in public. Oh, I do all the time now. All the time. Just the other day at work, they they were like, Abra, come here. We got we got candy in there. Over here. And I was like, Naruto run time. Trying to go get that candy. <laughs> I think Tony would be running like Rooney Kenshin for the live action movies. No, no, yeah. I'd be running out of breath. Like <laughs> running out of breath, yeah. And then Brandon would just drive. No, cars don't run. Yeah. I'm just kidding. They both run now. Whoa! Accomplishments. <laughs> oh, I was man. about to ask what you did with the drifting and how you made it a career, but if they're both running, that's it. You've, you've reached <laughs> the goalpost, man. One of them has air conditioning. Ooh. Oh, wow. Hold on, hold on. I consider oh. that a huge flex. I know one of them is a, is a Tasha, but do all your panels paint match? Technically, no, because... Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That's passable, then. That's passable. Okay, then, yes. All right. No, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> Technically, both of them are color-matched, but uh, the other one has really bad paint. Just really, really old. bad. We need to fix this. <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, like, what got your interest into drifting? That's a tough question to answer. I, I'll start at the beginning and go quickly. As a kid, my first video game was Gran Turismo for PlayStation. That was pretty much the only racing game I had as a kid. And it sparked my love for Japanese cars, especially 3000 GTs and 180SXs, um, 300ZXs as well, the Z32s. I loved the sleek fastback look. I still want one. <laughs> <laughs> They're so nice. Underrated. Now super, overpriced. Super underrated. But um, years later, I never was really into cars in high school. I never had a car in high school. Uh, I joined the army, went on deployment, came back with monies. And while I was over there, I kept looking into cars because I wanted a car to get around when I got back. And at the time, drifting was exploding in the U.S. It was around 2013, 2014. And it wasn't necessarily old school drifting. 
like traditional like it is now that everyone likes it was the stance drifting where everyone was slammed everyone had huge chromed out wheels aggressive body kits and that's the era that i fell in love with and that's when i decided i want a 240 and i want an sr those were my only requirements and i was willing to pay whatever i had to in order to get a clean one and when i got back i bought mine uh after a month i think of being there looking for cars after that i was stationed in fort carson colorado there was a local shop called drift factory and i went there just to see what was going on and i met the owner and from there it's kind of history all of the people there were really nice they uh they were all super into drifting i didn't intentionally or originally intend to drift my car i wanted to maybe do it casually just whenever and then when I, after I talked to them and realized like there's all the support for it, it, it kind of just pushed me to just drive more and more and more. I drove a Vance and I was horrible back then. The, uh, the car had a bunch of problems. Obviously it was a 240, but uh, it's been a long time fixing them all. And then moving back to California after I got out, it got more fun because everyone there is, uh, is more supportive. They're even more supportive in California. But other than that, it, I haven't really had a long history with cars in general. Um, well, it sounds so like you never really started too late. dove in. Like that's a that's a full head first dive. That's great. Yeah. When, oh yeah, that 240 is my first car, by the way. Oh, so you still have it? Yeah, it's still the same clutch that I d- learned how to drive stick on. Oh wow! <laughs> I I do baby the car, but no, that's I mean it still works. That's a good testament for sure. Like, yeah, I can't tell you how many clutches I've with. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, especially still having your first one. It's almost like uh, you made the right choice for your first one. You know? Yeah, there's since the day I bought it, I knew I would never get rid of it, and I've never even considered it since then even with it being broken i know it's just going to be there i'll let it sit i'll fix it eventually but i'm not getting rid of it okay uh so brandon since we're talking about your 240 uh what can you tell us about your build then uh i'll do the weird stuff first so it's right hand drive swapped i had that swap done while i was in colorado i brought a I bought a front clip off of eBay for a thousand bucks. It came with everything I needed, the right-hand drive swap. The engine ba- the engine bay is tub. Uh, it's SR swapped, S15 turbo, basic bolt-ons, front mount, Gretti intercooler, uh, HKS blow-off valve, stock ECU, top feed injectors, fuel rail, JGY. Uh, and then it's pretty much just stanced. Uh, I have 18-inch work equips all, over, all the way around with a type x arrow but i built i made my own arrow extensions for it so i like gt 300s stuff and gt 500 super gt jgtc um, and i tried to build some arrow to make it a little more aggressive uh, it's also itashi yeah with low class <laughs> can't i collection so Sorry, we'll i, I don't really interest- know, ever talk about what i've done to my car i just always <laughs> look at it like what got your inspiration to put world class uh, onto your car? 
that was seeing the abyssal artwork for the first time i didn't know anything about kanti collection and i wasn't super big on it when i first saw it and then i saw the enemy ships and that kind of just blew my mind i love the monochrome style the art style i had never really seen anything like it it was very uh oil-based painting stylized heavy blacks bright whites and stuff like that and then they would have one color either like a bright blue or a bright red and it just looks super menacing and super cool and i never essentially i had never seen anything like it at the time and it had a huge influence on me and i ended up following the artist oguchi on uh, twitter and he kind of stopped making kantai collection stuff because kantai collection died but <laughs> It's still alive. Like there's yeah. still some people who really like it. Yeah, but it, it just didn't live up to what it could have been because of Kadokawa and their whatever. Yeah, they should. But have I met a lot of friends that. through it, and that helped uh, keep my interest in, with it. Like Alex, uh, with the Corolla. Yes, uh, with his Congo. Well, that yeah, used Congo to be Congo. <laughs> yeah, I did the uh, the hood for that one. So where did the uh, artistry come from? Do you have a history kind of with the artists drawing and the illustrations? I used to draw every once in a while when I was a kid. My mom used to really like to uh, to give me paper and just be like, oh, yeah, just draw something. She She's really artistic and likes the whole art world stuff. But uh, I didn't really draw too much. And I didn't really get what I considered decent until a few years ago, maybe. And I still don't draw very much. I, I don't really have much time for it anymore. But the uh, I'm better at Illustrator than drawing, for sure. I, I did a lot of Illustrator when I was goofing off in high school in my computer class because um, they would give us dumb assignments I had no interest in. And then I would just <laughs> always be an Illustrator, always vectoring stuff, always learning more stuff, and kind of just went from there and then eventually figured out how to do that on cars. Yeah, Tony's <laughs> been interested in, in your in your work, honestly, because he really liked how you uh, did Sergio's car. Oh, oh yeah, you. that's right. Manny or Manny and Sergio told me you're the one that designed that. And that's honestly like one of my favorite Atasha cars, the way Sergio's really? came out. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, you're welcome. I've said it multiple times on this show. Like, that's seriously one of my favorite designs I've seen. Oh, that means a lot. Thank you. P.S. He might hit you up for it, a design. Yeah, that's, that's off the mic talk. We'll talk oh, about that man. later. <laughs> I have so many projects to do. We'll add more. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so since you guys kind of both are in this world of hobbies, like how hard is it do you guys to do to basically split you guys' time because i'm sure there's sometimes where there's drift events or something going on at the same time that there might be a con or maybe um abra you got hired for something with your cosplay like how do you guys kind of split your time and delegate these hobbies oh that's kind God. of taken over so big so uh, that's a great question it's totally what i have going on right now so I'm working Grinchmas at Universal right now. I'm doing wigs and hair for the event. And basically I go to work, I come home and I work on cosplay and then I go to bed. And I try to, I try to manage my time. Um, I try to always, always be crafting. Like 
if I, if I want to, if I want to make something, I just make it. I don't, I don't set myself up for a con. Like I don't wait until a con comes around to make the cosplay. I just make it. So um, no con crunch. (laughs) Yeah. I, I absolutely hate con crunch so much, but um, unfortunately I got myself into a con crunch scenario because I ended up getting my, my job at Halloween Horror Nights and I didn't realize that I'd be working 60 hours a week pushing off cosplay. So for the past couple of weeks, I have been con crunching big time because I've been working on a Warhammer cosplay for a competition at Holiday Matsuri this weekend. Which and came out amazing, I would say. <laughs> thank you so much. I I want to say there were multiple days where I was working on it for 12 to 14 hours back to back. Like I would wake up at nine o'clock in the morning and immediately get started and wouldn't go to bed until like 2 a.m. and then do it all over again. And it was like a full-time job building that cosplay um, just because I didn't, I, I had, I had to, I had to do the con crunch, but most of the time, if I see a character that I really like, I just get started. I just, why do I need an excuse to make a character that I love? So I just work on stuff in my free time whenever I feel the inspiration hit. And then when I wear it, I wear it. I'll wear it on stream or I'll just say, hey, Brandon, let's go outside and take pictures really quick and just post them whenever I feel like <laughs> I don't wait for a con for an excuse to cosplay. That is very good discipline. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you love it, you love it, you know, like yeah, absolutely. You, guys, you guys record this podcast and it's your hobby. So, you know, you do it in your free time because you absolutely love it. So it's the same for me with cosplay. I don't just do it because I'm going to a con. I live, sweat and breathe anime, being a weeb, dressing up and giving my characters life. That's what I love. That's awesome. And it definitely shows in the work. Thanks. All right, Brandon, same question. I don't have good time management. (laughs) (laughs) At least he's honest. I'm very honest about it. I will not pretend like I do. There are, there have been multiple times where I've missed events because things come up. I I can't get parts in time and I should have been, I should have been working on it months ago. But as far as now, I'm a lot better with it now. I mostly just try and plan things out and finish things as quickly as possible. Not yeah. as in rush the job, but have a goal for the day. If you don't meet it, understand that the rest of the things you have to do are probably going to end up the same way where they're going to get pushed back because they're taking longer than expected. So you may have to not do certain things in order to make events. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of the same way as you. (laughs) (laughs) I had a starter upgrade for my Fox body sitting in the garage for two months. (laughs) I feel it. Are you sure it's two months? It was like at least two months. (laughs) And it's not like the car was broken. It's just it was getting heat soaked. So I was just like, no, no, no. As long as I drive it somewhere and I park it for a couple hours, it'll turn back on and I'll go home. It's all right. (laughs) It's not that broken. Yeah, yeah. I just can't do any quick trips. (laughs) (laughs) It still runs. It's still good. Yeah, yeah. So I finally did that. But yes, I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, "Ah, if I could put it off, I start putting it off. And then obviously some things like the podcast, it is time sensitive. We do have to do it every week. And, you know, we do our best effort to make sure we are on time with this at least. 
yeah, right. if, if there's if the op- more of an obligation than working on your own car a little bit because you know when you get a couple cars it's kind of like well i could still go out fuck it like oh yeah <laughs> push yeah. these things to the side and <laughs> it, it it's definitely a hard habit to break <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to learn that's for sure oh yeah yeah so i know with like the cosplay you've probably already done many cosplays and everything how does storage space management work for you um well oh does he even have a closet at this point well brandon has a closet and you know we have a trade-off because we have a two-car garage but like i can't walk in there there's enough space for me to park my car and that's about it um wow he lets you park your car in there yeah i know right it's a miracle (laughs) it's not my garage But, oh man, I feel bad because I make my par- my wife park in the street. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, I do get to park my car, but that's because my car is a lot newer than his. So car's way nicer. So I mean, it's not that nice. I just drive a little Honda Fit, but uh, it fits in the no, car in the my, garage with all his shit. So, my oh, wife's sorry. car is my brand pass, new. Is that allowed? <laughs> oh no, you're good. You're good. My oh, wife's okay. my wife's car is brand new. And the cars that are in the garage are very old. <laughs> oh my god! Um, well, with storage for cosplay, usually, um, like my bigger cosplays, my Udachi, both my Udachis, uh, and big builds, I usually keep. There's a few in the garage, but they're very light. They're made out of foam, so we put them on top of things, uh, or there are some on the back porch. And, you know, they're just out there, just random pieces of cosplay kind of everywhere set as art pieces now. But when I make a a cosplay and I feel like I got a lot of pictures of it, I did really good. A lot of people saw it. I feel like I can retire it. I usually just sell it um, and, and all the pieces that go with it. So I don't typically have too many except the ones that I build from scratch. With this new Warhammer cosplay, it's been very difficult because it has shoulders, um, breastplate, thigh armor, leg armor, shoe armor, gauntlets, and uh, armored backpack. I actually had to go to Walmart and buy a huge storage bin with wheels to put it inside. And I haven't worn it yet, so I haven't had to store it yet. So I'm not looking forward to the storage of the Warhammer (laughs) cosplay. Okay. And you, you prepared that for uh, an event coming up, correct? Yeah, it's a holiday Mozzeri. It's a holiday anime convention out in Orlando. And it's, it's an event, man. <laughs> it's something. The fact that they took a holiday theme and mixed it with anime is very interesting. But I'm competing in the cosplay contest on Sunday. And it's a pretty high-profile contest there's a lot of big guns coming out literally big guns one of my friends is has built a giant gundam the green one i don't know what the green (laughs) one is a zaku he built a giant zaku suit with stilts and a giant glowing red eye like it is insane so this is where you bring out your big cosplays for sure and that is interesting that you mentioned it there's not at least i can't really think of another anime convention that is kind of holiday themed yeah, that's why I think many people come to Holiday Matsuri. There's not very many conventions in December and the week before Christmas. So 
we usually get a lot of people from out of state. Like I have a few um, online friends of mine that I'm going to get to meet for the first time this year because they're heading out to Holiday Montessori. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at Manny right now to see to affirm whether if he knows of any cons that were actually like holiday themed, but I don't. I can't recall any. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is the first I've heard of one like that. It's a really interesting concept, and I'm not a huge Christmas fan, but if you are, it's the perfect time to go to a con because a lot of people will take their favorite anime character and then maybe wrap the sword with wrapping paper or add a Santa hat or put Christmas lights on their costumes. And there's actually a holiday costume contest, which is really interesting. And they kind of grade your cosplay on how spirited it is for the for the Christmas season. It's pretty cool. Interesting. I just imagine everybody dressing up like that character Manny uses for his Instagram profile every holiday season. Oh, oh. <laughs> and it's like they they have that exact generic model for like every single anime character I can think of. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep, I, same thing. <laughs> I do that every year. I, I know you do. <laughs> I went through my Instagram the other day to send you a message, and I'm like, where the hell is his thing at? Because I didn't find your picture. <laughs> what is the origin of that? I don't even know. Um, So that's like a, they call it Padoro Padoro with a saber from Fate, Fate series. Oh, okay. I think Brandon knows and they know about that. Yeah, it's a video where she's dressed as a uh, Santa Claus and she sings a little song while spinning around. And then uh was it someone comes up or she goes to somebody and uh, she opens her like Santa bag and a bunch of hentai starts coming out. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> That's terrible. It, it legit became a meme for the community. Yeah, yeah. no, it plays I like just... a hentai song. It's pretty funny. Oh, of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember seeing the character and then I see like every iteration version you can think of of that same character. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> okay. I mean, of course it had to be related with hentai, of course. <laughs> All roads lead back to hentai. Yes. <laughs> no shame in that. But... um is it like really stressful like building a cosplays for like when you say that you're not doing it for like an event no because i get to work on it at my own leisure so if i make a mistake or if something doesn't go right i don't feel as stressed out if i have to order a new wig so for example i was just building clara from pokemon and i basically gave myself two days to make this wig and the wig wasn't doing what I wanted it to do, but I have to work with it because the con, I leave for the con on Wednesday and there's no way I can Amazon Prime a new wig. So it's definitely more stressful being on that time limit with a con crunch. And I absolutely should have worked on it sooner, but that Warhammer cosplay really got the best of me. <laughs> so is there any couples cosplays you guys done? No, 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 I don't why want not? To cosplay. Or, or the question Paint is, his is nails, there? put a wig on them. Let's get this going. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a reason why you're just not into it? Uh, I've cosplayed before, but uh, I don't I don't think it was received too well. <laughs> uh -oh. I didn't do a very good job also. 
Well, he has the he has me. I would be more than happy to make him a costume, but can you make me one? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Well, I mean, it depends, but I'm. We can we can talk if you want to if you want ha, if you want to make a cosplay. I can totally help you out. I'd be down. Yeah. <laughs> I I really want to cosplay uh, Scott Pilgrim and Ramona Flowers. I no, feel I like cosplay that. I feel like that would be the perfect cosplay for Brandon because he literally has to do nothing. Yeah, pretty much already. It, it's, like, just, uh, it's just it's just clothes. Yeah. It's just <laughs> so that's kind of. I mean, I think that might be a plan for 2022. Um, that might be our first double cosplay. Okay. I've had it in the bag for a while, wanting to do it. Or he can be. Well, she was already plotting. See. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, actually, that was going to be my question. So let me remix the question now. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. <clears throat> so instead of what the original question was going to be, so what cosplay would it take for you to do it? But since that kind of got answered, what anime cosplay would it take for you to actually do it? Oh, shoot. Go ahead, Brandon. Let me hear this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. I like that it piqued interest. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really curious now. Well, my first and only real cosplay I ever made was a Final Getsuga Ten show Ichigo from Bleach, Ooh. and it was really difficult for me to make because I had never sewed before, sewn, <laughs> sewn before, and it was not that great. I think I did a pretty decent job, but. He bought a really nice sewing machine that I inherited. Yeah, so she has it now. But uh, so you can't blame the machine. Yeah, who? No, he he didn't do bad from what I saw. It's tough because I don't have the face for anime. My face is very American, and I'm also not buff, so I can't cosplay anyone that looks American in an anime. I but you're, uh, for me, I like accuracy. I'm one of those guys that really likes accuracy, here, at least for me. Here comes Abra's motivational speech of literally anybody can cosplay. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you love that character, if you love that character, you'll bring it to life. I swear. I, I swear. It doesn't matter. Just put it on. And if you love it enough, you'll become that character. And you'll convince people that you are that character. I would never tell somebody not to cosplay something because they're too tall, too short, or, you know, just don't fit. They don't have the skin tone or the face shape. It doesn't matter. Just wear it. And if you're happy with it, everyone else will vibe. Okay. Personally, Personally, I disagree, but <laughs> I a, think there is one. I think very motivating. I think if Abra cosplays Tamari, I would cosplay Shikamaru You'd make because I think I could. And we have pretty much the same personality anyway. All right, yeah, okay. that could work. So, and you guys all heard it here. It's recorded. The, the main one. I'd call that a. I'd call that a commitment at this point. <laughs> God, I do not want to have to make a Shigemaru wig. That's like the only thing I wouldn't want to do is like make that wig. Wait, I could Brandon, do it. Is your hair still short or is it long now? It's getting longer, but it's not Shigemaru long. Oh okay. yeah, you I, could I mean, grow it out. I could have just said just dye it black. A whole lot yeah. of hairspray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or no, 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 no. Gorilla Groove. Oh, no, oh, no, God. no. Don't oh, my do God. that. <laughs> Wasn't that no, like back Abra... in February, that girl, Gorilla, glued her I hair know. down? Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> now, Abra did actually bring up something interesting that it's always been on my mind when I see this on the news for the anime community and stuff. 
but she said like it doesn't matter what skin tone color you're like what's your opinion of like people that are accused like for like blackface or anything for the anime community okay so when i say it doesn't matter what skin color you are don't darken your skin color just be you like you don't have to darken or lighten or change your skin color to match a character unless you're like a cosplaying somebody blue like then okay yeah change your skin tone but like you are perfect just the way you are you don't need to change your skin tone to match a character um and i don't advocate for darkening your skin tone Mm -hmm. at all and i don't i i think a lot of the problems come from outside the u.s so when i look at a lot of these controversies that happen um most of the girls that are stirring up or I shouldn't even say girls, just people in general that are stirring up the controversies. They're mostly from outside of the US where that really isn't a thing. Like people don't shun you for darkening your skin tone. Like I noticed that a lot in um, like uh, Japanese cosplayers cosplaying Blue Archive right now, there is a dark skin made and they are darkening their skin tone. And it's like over here, we don't really do that. But over there, it's not really frowned upon. It's just kind of something you do to fit the character. So that's where I notice a lot of the controversies coming from. I don't really notice it as much in the US. Um, that said, there are some instances and we just have to educate those people and just mm-hmm. be like, hey, you're good girl. Like don't, co- like, don't darken your skin. You're fine. Just cosplay who you want, be who you are and own it. You don't need to go to those extremes to do that kind of thing. Indeed. Yeah, and then I'd like to add that, on to that actually. Sure. For, for artwork, it's it's a very similar concept. There's a lot of characters, especially nowadays, with uh, more representation, and they're making more dark skin characters. You know, more African characters as well, which is cool. Um, there's a big there was a big controversy a few months ago about uh, people drawing the po- some of the Pokemon trainers that are darker skinned uh, with whiter skin, and it was. According to the artist, it was more of a concept to see what they would look like. Uh, and they got destroyed online for it, which I understand um, if you take it out of context for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I like seeing people's spins on certain characters. And it goes both ways. If you draw a white character with darker skin, maybe because you have darker skin or even not, I don't really care. Just do what you want. There is no right or wrong answer, in my opinion. I think that people should be more accepting of different artwork, honestly. And I think yeah. it goes for cosplay as well. I, I think uh, I think with artwork, it's a little bit different than changing the skin for cosplay. Like with the artwork, I kind of get where you're coming from, especially because it's kind of like you see that iteration all the time. And you've seen it not even just in recent years, just in general. You've always seen these different concepts of making a character a different ethnicity or a different concept or spin on it you know right but I, I just think with the skin thing yeah it's a little bit of a it's it's a little bit of a harder issue that way especially because right. like i don't know if you've guys seen some J- uh, japanese commercials but uh the racial undertones on that side is <laughs> yeah is they're, uh... they got no chill <laughs> no, and, that, and, and that goes for their cosplayers too and i don't really like it <laughs> But I, say- I do love the fact that 
um, games like Azure Lane and Blue Archive are including darker skinned characters amongst their cast. Like that is just amazing to see. And we oh, yeah. love it. We yeah. love it. We Pokemon's been going ham with it. Yeah. It's really cool. Especially since it's like region specific and it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's almost like they're it's a whole nother country and culture they're exposing. It yeah, to. like one of the games was based in, in the Hawaiian Islands, and most of the characters have tans. Or they're That's a Lola region, correct? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like, I, going oh, back to like a Zerlane, I think best girl for me would be South Dakota. Oh, see, you know, you're down. You're down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts about Azure Lane, like Minneapolis. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> yes. Tony, Tony doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. Nope. <laughs> well, he should. Although Those I girls think are good. I mean, even if you don't the play the game. Iowa? Oh, okay. Iowa? we don't have Iowa yet. In Azure no, we don't Lane. have. Okay, so that's a different one, right? That's Kenta Collection. Oh, God, I got it. I was going to say, I have the Iowa one that was actually one of my first weeb stickers that I put on my Fox. Ooh, oh wow! I'm proud of you. That's a good choice in waifu. <laughs> it was uh, she actually ruined the lore. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a, uh, I think you or James gave it to me. Actually. I gave it to you. Manny gave it to me when I was first kind of reaching my way in because I didn't even know there was this this blended culture of anime and cars, and I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and it was around that time that I got to know Tony, so we became friends, and I gave him the sticker to put on his cars, which happened to be Mustangs, so it kind of fit the theme. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, America. American. Cheeseburger country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hamburger. Sorry, <laughs> wrong burger. Speaking of cheeseburger, I had one last night. I had one today. We had one There were free Big Macs today. Yeah, the McDonald's app. Yeah, the McDonald's app. Oh, Download the McDonald's think, app. Play from McDonald's. You can thank Mariah Carey. Did Thanks, you see? Mariah Carey. It was the Mariah Carey special. <laughs> it truly is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me free burgie. So uh, we talked about like how Abra, her goals and achievements so far. Brandon, like with the whole drift scene and everything, what is there been like any events or uh milestones that you've made for drifting that you just feel like really accomplished and looking forward to the next one i think my biggest accomplishment was lowering my car more and more to a point where i started to really enjoy how it was looking other mm -hmm. than that linking all of grange for the first time uh slamming the entry at around 80 miles an hour without e-brake was was a hell of an accomplishment for me because I'm not a great driver. I'm pretty average in my opinion, especially drifting. I'm definitely below average, uh, but drifting and driving for me is less important. I prefer making, uh, creating and stuff like that. But um, as far as accomplishments, I would honestly say my best is making all of the friends that I have now through cars because it's the one thing that I can look back on and have absolutely no regrets. Every single person that I still talk to that still messages me, even though I moved across the country, I think it made it all worth it as if the car didn't alone. Mm -hmm. Very cool. 
So what is upcoming for you guys? What is what's hold what's being held in the future coming up for you guys? Um go ahead and Abra go first, Brandon, you can go after. Oh I don't know. Ever since COVID, um, I lost my job with Universal Hollywood and I just kind of was very lost because my department, my field of entertainment just kind of was shattered um, in the theme park industry. So I learned very quickly to just fly by the seat of my pants and just kind of take whatever was given to me and roll with it. So I don't know what's in the future for me and I'm fully content with that. I'm just going to keep on doing my thing and hopefully good things will come and people will support me and I'll meet lots of new people and (laughs) spread the love. I don't have any plans, nor do I care to. And I think that that's like my favorite thing I have right now is just that I'm have accepted that I have no plans. <laughs> That's all. well. It does sound like you're busy right now. So no, it, whatever's going on, it's working. No, <laughs> I, and yeah. it kind of sounds awesome because even though she's like going towards his goals with like cosplay and everything, she doesn't have a clear plan or anything. But she's just letting it go and go and just build and just become more interesting for her. Okay. I mean, I will say um, my goals for next year. Oh my god, should I talk about my New Year's resolution? Oh no! I don't know if, if I should you talk say, about if it. If you on say stream. it here, it is it is uh, recorded and posted, and you're <laughs> oh, gonna be have to be committed to it. Uh, but okay. nobody cares about New Year's resolution. To make sure. The, okay, so <laughs> I guess my biggest New Year's resolution, and I said this last year, and I didn't do it. But maybe I didn't tell enough people, so I didn't go through with it. But but I really want to build a fursuit. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I, I, I think we found yeah. what cosplay it takes for Brandon to dress up now. <laughs> oh. I told him, I asked him, I said, if I build a fursuit for myself, would you let me build one for you? And he was not down. But I said, but, are, but would you rather walk next to me in a fursuit or would you rather walk next to me while I'm in a fursuit and you're not? I had to think about it. It was a tough uh, question to answer. <laughs> Yeah, once technically like branded to you, yeah, all all photos will have you in it. <laughs> exactly, like you'll be there. So you it's know? whether it's you hidden face or you not. <laughs> yeah. Um, that to me, I guess, is kind of my ultimate goal. Not because I'm like huge into the to the furry scene or anything, but I love working with fur. One of my favorite things to do on a cosplay is work with fur. And um, I've been watching a bunch of videos on how to make them. And it just seems very challenging. And I just built a fur full armor set. So I'm like, all right, time to work with fur, like time to do this fur thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's next. I think that's my next journey. All right. All right. What about you, Brandon? Get a truck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's my goal. Get a truck and a trailer. So I can go to more events outside of Florida. Oh, I thought he was gonna do a drift trip. Oh, you, you, uh, oh, kinda, no, 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 no. You kind of hit me stuff. where it hurts right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, a mini truck is, would be cool. Yeah. So, I'm actually on that same goal plan right now. Was oh, truck really? and trailer. Yeah. Nice. What are you looking yeah. at? So, I already bought a truck. Um, <laughs> I was trying to go with the cheap route because car prices right now are ridiculous astronomical yeah especially a pickup <laughs> truck 
Really? Like, yeah, there's extra tax on the pickup truck out here. Oh. So I went with a commercial auction. And I oh, found, really? yeah, I found a 2006 with 116,000 miles and F-250. Oh, that's not bad. And, you know, that's super low miles. And yeah, I was able to get miles. it out the door, tagged, registered, and everything done for $4,800. Wow. Well, that's insane. It is. And I was so hyped. But, you know, hindsight, I should have been more suspicious of that low mileage. Because I think it was a city towing vehicle. Oh, so you know, okay. city driving is bad for your car in general. Yeah. Lots now of imagine idle time too. Yeah. Now imagine a big truck, 2006, low miles, and it's city towing all its life. Yeah. So uh, obviously, motor was gunked to all hell, and oh. it clogged my oil pump. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. It was that bad. I guess so. I didn't think it was that bad. I was already running uh, some uh, engine flushes through it and getting some gunk out, and I was all confident that I was going to clean it up. And Oh, it knocked oops. it loose. It knocked it loose and clogged it up. <laughs> oh, and no. Yeah, I was in the coming down Cajon Pass, and I I was I had the, my dog and my wife with me. I couldn't wait for a tow truck there, so I drove it for about four minutes with uh, no oil pressure. Oh yeah, so I'm in the middle of an engine swap. <laughs> on the but, daily. What's that? On the daily? No, it's not a daily. No, no, no. Oh, no. good, good. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I drive another piece of shit for a daily. <laughs> but no, I went ahead and bought a crate motor and I was gonna save this for our episode without guests, but uh I do have the old motor out already. So I'm hoping this weekend to drop the new motor in maybe next weekend, fill up my AC, get all the fluids, prime it and start breaking the engine in. You don't need AC. It's already cold over here. Well, I'm going to need it eventually. (laughs) But uh, I think with this, after buying a new engine, I'm still going to be under private party sales for that truck right now anyway. So I think it'll still work out, but. Yeah, I'm in the same journey as you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at the diesels. There you go. Heck Going yeah. Long range. Oh yeah, definitely. Diesel, diesel will get you there. That's the that's the plan. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, try to do it before one of the two forties breaks. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's a really good idea. Yeah, then then after they break, you can kind of shrug a little bit more shoulder and just be, yeah, we'll just tow it home. It'll be all right. <laughs> yep. I can drive them harder. There you go. That's the plan. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, I do have one last question for Abra okay. as a cosplayer, and then there's already well other well-known cosplayers. Is there a cosplayer in specific that you would actually love to do a collaboration with? I'm really, I'm really not that uh, educated in the world of cosplayers. Um, I do follow Kamui cosplay and Kimpatsu cosplay, who are kind of like the ultimate queens of cosplay. Um, and I think Kimpatsu cosplays a lot of stuff that I enjoy. Um, whereas Kamui cosplay is more so like Monster Hunter stuff. Um, so. Probably Kimpatsu 
And I think she, she, she has an amazing book on like armor that I used um, in reference a lot during the Warhammer build. So yeah, Kim Potts. Oh, yeah. I follow Kamoi cosplay as well. And I, it's been amazing just seeing her builds for like, especially Monster Hunter and everything. Oh yeah. Oh, her, her Monster Hunter. Insane, I know. Bro. I don't even think that I could compare myself. Like she's in a whole nother realm. She's just goddess. <laughs> The LEDs Even if she smoke, is though, and just like everybody else, the everybody started out in the same same yeah. beginning. That's true. That is true. I um we I just bought a 3D printer, so we're gonna get into that world soon. Nice, nice. Yeah. There go some more intricacies now. <laughs> Build some tentacles for Leo. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> 3D print him a running Celica. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. All right. Hey, you know what? I think that's a perfect way to end this episode. So with that shade, uh, Brandon, why don't you do your last plug? <laughs> yeah, Leo. Yeah, I know you're going to listen to this. But that's how we're going to end it, bro. So- I love you, Leo. <laughs> so, Brandon, with that, uh, why don't you tell the listeners one more time where they can go ahead and find you and see more of you and follow the adventure. All right. I pretty much only use Instagram at class underscore weed. All right, Abra. And where they could find you and watch your streams and see these progressions and crazy cosplay builds you have going. Oh, okay. So if you want to check me out, I'm on Instagram at Abradorable or on Twitch at Abradorable. And if I ever get around to that furry build, I'm hopefully going to stream the whole thing. I'm asking for a GoPro this Christmas. So we'll see. I gotta gotta film this furry build. You heard that, Brandon? She's asking for the GoPro. Yeah, she's asking for it. I'm asking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Maddie. And why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Those reviews definitely help out for getting us out there. And if you want to send an unaccepted rev or have a question, you can email us at unacceptedpodcasts at gmail.com. And with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Thanks for having us.